Totally update. No, I'll have to restart my computer then. Install, install update. update. Can can the computer hear me? Hi, I'm Raymond, and you're <laughs> listening to Insert Quest here. Uh, today we're going to be playing Apocalypse World. This is our Verdant Mountains campaign. Uh, at the end of last run, um, some revelations were had, and somebody was about to get beaten half to death on a dock. Or wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, someone. It may not be Ozair. Mm. Um, let's do our highlighting Hicks stuff. Starting with Alex. All right. Uh, so Saffron has the highest Hicks with me. Okay. Um, go with go with weird. All right. Already got that. And I will go. Uh, you both have the same Hicks with me. Uh, so I'm gonna go with Ozair. Um, go with hot. Nice, thank you. And saffron, you are the highest with me. All right. Um. Hmm. Why don't you also go with weird? I like weird. games when I was there. Is weird. It's <laughs> what I needed. Then our MC picks one. You're muted, by the way. Yeah, first our MC has to unmute his mic. I thought I clicked the unmute, but my <laughs> mother's touchpad mouse is set up with. Um, Alex, what is something... Uh, what is a stat that you would like to have Ayazama use more this run? Um, probably... Uh, hard... All right, highlight your heart. Oh, thank you. Uh, Ryan, what is what is an uh, what's a stat that you feel you haven't been using nearly enough as you should? Probably weird, considering my character's background. All right, highlight your weird. And Ozair. What is a stat that you feel you have no place using? Um, in actuality, either cool or hard, because I don't use them. Like, I have moves that subsequent use them. I don't mm -hmm. know. So, I don't know. Highlight that cool... But I don't actually use it, though. When I do something right. under fire, I use weird. When I go all right, under battle, right, right. I use weird. All right, all right, all right. How about highlight your shop, then? Okay. You could also do sexy times, but either one is fine. Or hard, I can go aggro with that. That could be useful. Uh, anyway, let's go with shop. Um, okay. All right. Does anyone have starting session moves? I believe it's just Ayazama. You're muted. Ayazama. Yes, I was. There we All go. All right. So I just roll plus fortune, 
which is one. So let's see what we get. Oh, good. That's three. I rolled stink eyes. Great. What do I need to do with the three? All uh, right. Um, so at the start of session, roll plus fortune. On the 10 plus, followers have surplus. On the 7 to 9, they have surplus, but one want. On a miss, they are in want. So my wants are hunger and desperation. Okay. I think they were hungry last run. So I'm going to say that their hunger... You didn't actually do anything to address their hunger last run either, so I am going to say that their hunger has uh, progressed, and now they're desperate. They're doing things in the street to try and get food. You know, some of them are joining up on hunting parties. Oh, all right. Like, yeah, indeed. Uh, so, um, all right. There's nothing else we need to do before we get on, is there? Nope. Just introduce ourselves. Oh, yeah, we never did that. Oh, yeah. All right. So, introductions, starting with... I want Brandon to go last. So, Ryan, then uh, Alex, then Brandon. Hey, everybody. I am Ryan. Uh, you might recognize my voice from such actual play podcasts as Ragnard Rock. Um, today I will be playing Saffron. Saffron is the Maestro D. Uh, he is transgressing. He dresses in vintage wear. He has a porcelain face, mischievous eyes, a curvy body, and precise hands. And uh, Saffron runs a uh, bordello theater. Where those he, precise hands. Those precise hands, that curvy body. Oh my goodness. Alright. Uh, I am Alex. You might also recognize me from such actual play podcasts as Ragnarok. Um, and today I will be playing Canteen Ayazama. He is the water bearer. Uh, he is a man with ornate wear, a strong face, watchful eyes, and a mended body. Uh, he does not run a sex theater. He runs the church. Just you close know, to a sex theater. But a little less theater. Really... We've never really dealt with your mended body. It's never really come up before. Yeah, well, when um, when the, we had the community day in the dunk tank, I, I mentioned how when uh, uh, he took his robes off, he had scars all over the place. Because yeah, I kind of right. figured over the years, sometimes he got beaten up, but he would always just repair himself with the source water. So I since he has such easy I access. I suspect that uh, perhaps Ayazama at one point might have been the... Uh, might have been the humanoid typhoon. Uh, could have been. Could have been. I'm just picturing that level of crazy scarring. <laughs> anyway, and last but not least. I'm Brandon. Uh, I'm part of Insert Quest here, I guess. Ooh! <laughs> I am. And, well, I've been in lots of things. That's true. I don't have a problem. I can add you to the list of staff if you'd like. Sure, add me to the list of staff. Um, it comes play... with no salary, and the only benefits are lots of roleplay. Okay, that's perfect for me. Um, I play Ozair, the battle babe, formerly the savvy head. She is ambiguous. She wears display wear right now, which consists of some sweet-ass pants and a like bra thing. 
<clears throat> she's got that pretty face. She has indifferent eyes, and she is slim. She's also carrying her only weapon right now, a big fat chain with some things on it. I thought you were going to say yeah, something else. Big fat. Moving on. <clears throat> so, when last we left Ozair, there were three people walking down the dock towards them. Uh, Chrome, Cheeto, and Ian? I think it was. Yeah, we named them after the other players in our sprawl game. Yeah, Chrome, Cheeto, and Ian are walking down the docks towards you. Uh, you know, Yen, they are... Do I know them? You know of them. They have... They're other workers from the dam. Um... You know, just from their names, that they're they're from shit families who came from shit families who came from shit families. Gent tends to be the way people that don't have um, aren't named after iconic pieces of machinery uh, tend not to be too important in the community. Uh, and they are walking towards you, and they were were shouting. Uh, about how uh, you're going to fucking get it this time and no one's here to save you or protect you. You're fucked. Uh, they've got heavy... One of them's got like a heavy wrench thing. Like, not an adjustable wrench. It's like... That turns a specific bolt and who knows where that specific bolt is, but it sure as hell ain't here. Um, one of them's got like a, uh, bent, uh, pipe, and Cheeto has a, has a nice knife that seems to be made from a piece of snapped off metal. So it's more of a large shank than anything else. It's covered in tetanus and blood. So... Um, <clears throat> I believe you're going to use your I know who's going to die move. Which isn't Not weird at all. Yeah. That's just normal action hero shit. Yeah, that's that's normal action hero stuff. Um, technically, she's not in battle yet. But once okay. she's in battle, then... Alright, so they walk up um, to you. She, she was you on go. her face, correct? Yeah, you tripped yeah, you like seized. You had a you rolled really badly on your open your mind roll. Yes. You That's fell over and seized. Yeah. Um so she's you see the per the child that paddle boated you over here, like fleeing. Yes. Paddling backwards as fast as they can. Don't trust these children. Um so Ozer pushes herself kind of to her feet. Is it, like, dark, dark, or is it just kind of, like, dark? Starlight, mostly. Okay. So, all they hear is this, like, thunk noise as the chain in her hand kind of unravels and thunks against the kind of... Um, Dock? Why can't I think of the word? Yeah, the dock is a mismatch of material. So the fact that it just made a thunk noise suggests to me that you're on one of the parts that's made of wood. 
because if you're on like um, the metal graded part, it would make a very different sound. They're on the part made of fiddles, twang. Uh, <laughs> what are we gonna do with all these fiddles? I don't know. Put a duck at them. I want to read a charge situation. Go for it. She's gonna look these this thing this over. It's so yeah. dirty. This computer, which is not mine, so it's not my fault that it's dirty. It's someone else's. Someone who okay. fucking eats all their food over their laptop. <coughs> well, I got my improvement, but what I didn't get was... <laughs> you don't understand. Um, let's see. I do get to ask one, however. So, I want to know, what's my enemy's true position? Your enemy's true position. Uh, your enemy's true position is all around you as you see uh, the other boats docked here. People start walking out of them. Okay. Um, am I allowed uh, you to see it? You, you can hear at least four other people moving towards you. And yes, I will let you take that advancement now. All right. I'm taking not to <laughs> because be if you don't, you're probably going to be retiring. <laughs> retiring, dead, mm, shrug. Um, jo- yes, I'm taking. Joining the Mountaineers. That's right. Uh, taking not to be fucked with, so I count as a small gang with harm and armor according to my weapons and armor. Nice. Oh. Um, I kind of grab the other end of the chain because mm-hmm. you can't really wield this thing with one hand. It's I not a one-handed weapon. <laughs> yeah, I kill myself. <laughs> um... And I kind of there's a around. reason that there's a reason that meteor hammers are not made out of chains. <laughs> I kind of look around, and she says, "One of you will certainly die." And she begins to swing her weapon in a uh, killing display. <laughs> She is intending to kill these people. What um, can you describe to me in any more detail the way in which you wield this chain? Um, it's cool, and it's like out of the anime. No, I'm just joking. Um, so know. it is a meteor hammer, then. You're like fucking I mean, wrapping it yeah. around your legs and shit. Exactly. No. I can just send it out after I wrap it around my leg where it just swings oh, off somewhere. It's so uh, cool the way that they do that in real life. <laughs> yes. Um, she's kind of just swinging the end that has the weight on it, like in front of her, like kind of back and forth. and then Sort of like, like you've got a poi. So it's yes. crossing yeah, over. Exactly. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Poi is a fire spinner type of thing. Yes. Um, For those of you that don't know and want to look that up, it's spelled P-O-I. Yes. So, I am going to strike at one of them, and what do you want me to roll? Um, 
Do you want him to roll single I feel, I feel like that's sort of an intimidation effect. You're trying to scare off the others, so go aggro, I guess. Okay. Let's see. Oh, good, great. So glad this is happening. Um, am I intending? I'm. I'm not actually intending to go. I just want to explain my intent. Okay. My intent is to kill. All right. Well, then you pick the move that you think best suits that. Um, let's see. Is it single combat or is it chaotic free for all? I think after you, after that weight hits that guy's chest, it's going to be chaotic free for all. So I think we should go for that. Because okay. if you do really well, you might like get to take down two people or some shit. I don't. I've not looked at that move. Okay. Uh, when you're in a, okay, it's when you're in a chaotic free for all, so the battle hasn't started. So I'm fine with using go aggro first and then right. using chaotic free for all when I get attacked by three million people. It's like <gasps> eight. <gasps> the weight flies past the guy. Um, yes, um, that is a two for the listeners at home. Oh, wow. You've got a minus two to that. Oh, no, it is a three. Excuse me. I was, I was coloring my own horribleness with even further horribleness. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, I think it would make sense if the weight just shoots past the guy's head and he doesn't flinch. Does that work for you? Yep. I'm cool. Real cool. So cool. <laughs> so cool. Um, but I don't think I need to do anything worse than that, right? Oh, you good? It's up to you. Be yeah, prepared for the worst. Yeah, I don't really... Someone they, shoot you in the head. They advance menacingly. Um, okay. <clears throat> this isn't going to be like a movie where people attack you one at a time. You know, wait their turn politely. This is gonna be, this is gonna be. Oh, there's one person we need to kill. Everyone just rush in and beat the shit out of them. That's right. So you see them all start taking menacing steps towards you, and then they all sort of look back and forth, and then uh, Cheeto uh, charges forward, and two other guys run in uh, with uh, clubs. Another one's got like uh, a net that they're wrapping around their hand. Um, and everyone's sort of closing in. There's sort of two rings of people closing in on you. So you've got, like, the people that I described first rushing in, and then you've got everyone else closing behind them. So it's a ring of three and four. Do I have time to roll visions of death before I have death inflicted? I I will let you use visions of death now. Describe to me how that works as you roll it. Like, describe to me what using yeah. visions of death looks like. As the kind of weight flies past the guy's head and kind of, you know, falls limply beside him, um, she kind of starts pulling it back as it wasn't an intimidation thing. You know, he kind of has that, like, as everyone kind of moves in, she kind of has that um, slow, calculating look in her eye, and she's like, you know, assessing the situation. and But it goes beyond that. She sees, like... Um, because she's more mechanical in nature, like, her thinking, and so she sees, like, you know, some goofy calculation thing, like, who is going to live in this battle? What's the outcome? 
You know, I was picturing I was picturing it being a little bit like um, when Sherlock fights in the Guy Ritchie films. How he yeah, like kind of like plans that. out everything that happens beforehand. Yeah. So, shall we roll and see what happens? Yes, oh, good. We will. That is a ten. That is a twelve. That's what we want. So, well, um, I get to say who one person who lives and one person who dies. So, because I don't like their name, Cheeto will die. Oh, poor Cheeto. <laughs> and um, of the three, like named NPCs, <clears throat> who do I think? Um, like, do I have any? cognizance to think which of these three is the most like important probably chrome okay then he will live All right. so um, <clears throat> so the MC will make your vision come true if it's even remotely possible oh it's remotely possible so uh, Cheeto is right on you with that knife and is about to go into your gut how would Ozair stop that or turn it around? Because um, hmm. she's cool and she's already seen this happening. She kind of... Um, Remember those other two guys are rushing up behind you. I'm just going to get stabbed 30 times in the kidneys. Oh, it dies. <laughs> um, I'm surprised you didn't name yourself to be the person that lived, to be honest. You can't name player characters. You can only name Oh, characters. okay. Well, that's yes. good to know. Um, I would like to, if at all possible, wrap my chain, like, around his arm, like, once and kind of, like, you know, you know do something cool. All right, so you wrap the, you sort of have a slight loop of the chain, and you circle it around his hand, step out of the way, and then you sort of like step behind him and put your arm out straight. So his arm is now like your spear, and you lunge his arm into one of the guys that came up behind you, and he's like, "Oh no, shit!" As you see the red uh, start to gush out of the guy's uh, gut as you pull your new spear out of the gentleman. Your new flesh spear. Now it is time to roll chaotic free-for-all. Go for so, it. Uh, I'm scared I'm going to roll and get two ones. No, I got a, a You got ten. a five and a five. <laughs> so. A ten, and I have zero on cool, so... That's still a ten. That's still a ten. So let me Tell see. Tell me what happens. Uh, I get to choose three of these things. So the mass of combatants suffers... Harm as established as a single gang inflicting harm upon itself. So I count as a gang, so I don't take any more harm, and they're probably an equal small gang. They're not a medium gang, or are they a medium gang? I think they're small. There's seven of them. So There's six now. The amount of harm that we inflict on each other is, like, even. Um, So I would like to avoid taking any harm myself. Mm Mm-hmm. I would like to, um, let's see, uh, I would like to add to the chaos so the combat, the combatants as a whole inflict and suffer plus one harm. Nice. So, um, 
And I am able to take a short action uninterfered with perhaps... Ooh. Taking a short action uninterfered, perhaps unnoticed. All right. So first off... Um, I'm going to... I'll tell you what I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask you to describe the action you're going to take, obviously. I'm also going to ask you to describe you giving yeah. them more effects. Uh, but the way in which you don't take more attack is pretty much in the same mode that you just stopped Cheeto from <laughs> killing you, and you've now got him as, like, a nice back shield. Uh, so, you know, you're moving them around uh, to take blows, like Cheeto's getting smashed in the ribs... Uh, you know, slashed with shit, punched in the face with this wire net fist that this person's just made. Um, you see that big uh, wrench coming down at you that uh, Ian's wielding, and you just sort of yank the arm across, and it smashes Cheeto's arm. You hear the bone crunch under it. I hand over to you. Um, yes, so what do I want to do while this is going on? You pull out your flare gun that you never have expla explained having before, but now My suddenly you opens do. and no. <laughs> the My mouth opens, now. I've actually got a cyborg tongue. Sorry, um, I think... Cyborg tongue to... is an underused piece of uh, cybernetic enhancement. Oh my god. I think I am going to open my brain while I'm fighting. Go for it. Because I want to I want to know this current situation. I want to kind of uh, whatever, I'll roll and see what happens. I could not know anything and go into a murderous seizure. Um that is a uh, nine. Okay, um, so you wanted to know more about this situation? Yes. Um, you can um, give me an impression and ask me questions or whatever. If nothing else, <clears throat> if nothing else, this scene will be bloody. You're not going to end this by beating them into submission. These people have to die. That um, was... Uh... Intent. I wanted to make this clear. Uh, these people need to die, uh, and you need to keep Chrome alive to send a message. Uh, the Ozair clan ain't nothing to fuck with. That's right. Um, tell me, what is the largest fight that Ozair's ever seen? The largest conflict? Um, I think like two or three years ago there was a particularly bad like from the the western front of the dam mm. there was a particularly large um tribe or whatever you want to call them of bone chewers who like assaulted the dam and that was the and you know it was like all the hunters to the gates kind of like 
thing, and that was like the biggest thing that she's seen. Um, yeah, they just you know, sort of kept coming and throwing themselves at the dam in waves, like. And this started a few hours before dawn, and they kept going into the day, which was very peculiar for the bone chewers. And it just fucking they just kept coming until you had a pile of corpses there. Um, a lot of hunters actually died uh, at the time, um, and it's believed that this might actually be part of the reason that Bean wants a militia. You know, he doesn't want the hunters to have to be these warriors when it's not what they're trained for. Um, so, uh, yeah, you see all of that. Uh, you see the gears of this fight turning. Um, it actually kind of looks like, you know those clocks those that they used to have in a lot of European towns where they have, like, complex um, sort of scenes that play out when the... Mm -hmm bell chimes, you know, there's all these little clockwork miniatures moving around. It's a bit like that's the way it looks to you now, this fight. Yeah. You can see these little clockwork figurines moving around you. I think, like, on the floor in her, like, maelstrom vision, mm -hmm. there is... She doesn't... It's, like, out of the corner of her eyes. I think there's something dark on the floor, like, covering her feet. Like, yeah. Okay. The closest thing that she could that Ozair would know would be oil, but calling back to your vision, you yeah that I seized up on. Yes, indeed the the blood flowing. Yes. But so I think Ozair kind of snaps out of this um, mm -hmm. kind of moment of. So, uh, Ian has just broken Cheeto's arm. Yes. Uh, which kind of renders your bone spear useless, but you've still got your, uh, human shield. Sorry. So, yeah, she kind of, um, she's definitely, because she's a slim person, she's definitely a nimble fighter as opposed to, like, um, you know, like a strong... Strong person. Mm -hmm. Hence why she chose a more agile weapon. That has uh, an area yes. effect. Um, so, do I... Can I sense his, like... Is he dead? Or dying? He's, he's dying, but he's not dead. Okay. You can actually hear him shouting shit like, Stop! Stop hitting me! Stop it! As he's throwing up blood. <laughs> I want to kind of make sure he dies so I can kind of get back to the fighting, like, mm -hmm. appropriately, without being kind of having this backpack man on my back. <laughs> All right. Um, one of the other uh, people that was coming at you has a, uh, has a spear gun. They haven't rushed in. They're sort of standing on the edge. They're trying to get a shot on you. Um, you could, you know face them, and then wait till they're about to pull the trigger, and then quickly turn. That'd kill him. And it's not likely to puncture both of you. Yeah. I think, you know, she does that whole kind of, like, quick turn like you said, and then you hear a croaking kind of noise, and she kind of lets the bodies hit the floor, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> As she drops okay. again. 
and um, she kind of gets in this position that it's it's weird. Like her fighting isn't isn't trained. It's not a trained thing that Ozer knows how to do. It's not like she's been. It's not like there is a you're the best around kind of punching meat scene or something. Um, she kind of gets into this kind of awkward stance and kind of brings the um, she switches the end from the weight to the crowbar. Mm-hmm. and the tiny little hook, mm-hmm. and she's going to swing it around as fast as she can to try and knock some heads in. Yeah, so uh, the first person... I don't, I'm not going to make you roll for that. Um, I don't think I need to. The first person, it slams into their head uh, because crowbar doesn't naturally find its aerodynamics in like the hook part. No. So it's just sort of you know, tumbling through the air. It smacks into the into spear gun guy's skull, and you hear that give way. Um, and then keeps going, you know, the, hits someone else. Then the hook catches into someone's head, and uh, but it doesn't really dig in. Crowbars aren't very sharp. <laughs> so it hooks in and then pulls across their face getting jammed into their eye socket and then ripping out the bridge of their nose before continuing on. Uh, And the chain uh, wraps around a person's neck uh, because they were standing closer to you. And that's where that attack ends. Hope that was sufficiently gory. Exactly what Orzair wants. Um, And, you know, she's going to do the typical thing where she's going to pull him down onto the ground and kind of, like... Now he's the weapon until he dies. Okay. <laughs> so there's not a lot of people left, so you hurl haul this person into someone else? Yes. Alright. Um, and I think that there's only two people left. There's, like, Chrome and another person, and then the third being the one you've got in the chain. Well... Well, will you allow me to have my magnum? Sure. I do the classic Indiana Jones thing, pull out my gun and shoot the other remaining guy. Mm-hmm. Then uh, there's Chrome and this guy I have by the neck, correct? Yeah, I mean, you could walk up to him and put your foot on his chest and just pull the chain till the head goes, Pop. I think she's going to do, like, a curb stomp. Like, curb stomp his head. She's already yeah, so done this before. <laughs> yank him to the ground and then curb yeah. stomp? Right. Yeah. And then cool. undo the chain and then turn. Chrome drops the wooden log that they had. It sort of backs up slightly. And she kind of sticks her arm out with... And she's, like, wrapping the chain back on her arm. And she says, I don't know who sent you the fuck to kill me or hurt me. It doesn't really matter. But why don't you go back to them and say, oh, no, Ozer killed me and all my friends, except for you're not dead, but you feel like you're a ghost or something? I don't know. I don't really care. And she, like, walks past him. You have to, to go, go see her dad. To go talk to the con. Oh, <laughs> Just leaving all the corpses. Um, you, as you're walking away, your shoes are sort of sticking uh, to the dock. Um, 
you know, it reminds you of being in the bar section at Saffron's <clears throat> uh, theater. Jesus. I look as I'm walking away for any boots that may fit me, and I pull them off. This is my... Um, this their, is my boots are, their boots are not any clearer than yours. This is your uh, equivalent of, that's a real nice coat. Sorry. Zay's always taking people's shoes. She just kind that's of a real nice pair of boots, and you're bleeding all over them. Uh, I'm not bleeding yeah, just yet. Continues. Like wiping, trying to wipe it off. Like just, yeah. ugh. You get to the grated part and you start wiping your shoe. Not as a graceful exit as Ozair wanted, but oh well. Hey, look. It happens. Sorry. Uh, and then you arrive at Ethan's shack. Um, do you you see uh, two? Spearman, uh, spear gunman, standing there, um, looking at you, and then back to where you just came from, and then back to you. Um, they're sort of holding the spear guns like you know soldiers on parade, uh, but they've this. You can just you can tell that they have another weapon on them that is yeah. like hidden under their clothing. She kind of um, does like a phony salute, kind of like a rimmer salute, you know, like slaps her head and kind of undoes the chain, takes her gun out and throws it on the floor and kind of looks at them and says, I assume you don't want me to have these when I go in and speak with him, so I'll just leave them here. Do not touch that because I do not know what is on that because it is covered in blood. They say nothing. Uh, and one of them looks towards the door. I'm going inside. Just hold your horses. She kind of, like, fixes her hair and kind of, like, brushes the most, or tries to, like, mush the blood into her yeah, clothing. Yeah, it just sort of gets it all over your hands and other parts of your clothes. It doesn't really come off. It just spreads. <clears throat> and... She kind of, without realizing it, kind of wipes it across her face. Because Ozair is an idiot. <laughs> Essentially. Because she doesn't understand things. Ooh, so now she has blood on her face. Don't let Ozair ever cook with chilies, is all I'm saying. So she goes inside her father's house. Uh, Ethan is nowhere to be seen, but you see a figure wrapped in... Uh, scarfs and bandages and, you know, robish type of things sitting there peering at you through dark tinted goggles. Um, the room is lit by a single candle uh, on a shelf behind them and they're looking I'll at you. Reach over and find the, um, like, light switch that my father had built into this place that runs yeah, off you like, turn. and turn on the lights. And I said, this, no, we're not having no candlelight seance in this room. He says nothing as he waits for you to sit down. He doesn't say nothing because, like, he's dead or anything. He's, you can see there he's breathing. 
You're just sitting there dead. <laughs> the knife sticking out of his chest. That's how unaware Ozair is. <laughs> I mean, that would be how I would describe that scene to Ozair. Yeah. Um, she sits down on the milk crate stacked too high with a piece of wood on it. And kind of puts her hands on her kind of thighs and kind of looks at him and says, I know uh, we're not supposed to conversate or whatever, but things are happening and I didn't want to talk to your wife about it. They sit there silently, breathing very heavily, uh, but slowly. It's not like a laboured breath, they're just breathing deeply. And I know that you guys are making motions against um, Saffron and her whole cadre of people. And I know that perhaps... We did something to offend you. And um, she kind of pushes the hair back, um, you know, out of her face, kind of running her hands through her hair, and kind of looks at the ground and says, I want this solved, Father, and I want it solved nonviolently. I just killed, like, seven guys to try and get here that someone sent to kill me. No response. That's typical. Tell me, Azair. We've... I, I've asked this question every time Holland is in a scene. Um, try not to give me the same answer <laughs> you've given before. What's one of the reasons that Holland's... Uh, Bondi is always covered. Um, because... What is one of the rumors, sorry? So we've got, he's covered in burns, he mocked the source and was punished for it, uh, and it's just a facade. Um, this is what Ozair thinks after her... Um, incident with mm -hmm. her cousin and the stripping of her flesh. Mm -hmm. She thinks that he tried to save the life of someone else in a similar fashion, but it didn't go as well. That's what she Sac thinks. Sacrificed part of themselves. Because he had a weird reaction to save to, someone else. Yeah, he had a weird reaction when Pamming was up on the medical table. Yeah, no, that's a that's a fair point. Uh, you see him take off the goggles, uh, and you see two very different eyes. Uh, one has a. The pu one, the pupil is dilated and it's got a green iris. The other one's got quite a small pupil with a pink iris. Um, he's looking at you. Uh, and then he says, 
Do you know how long it took to secure those supplies? She tries not to roll her eyes, but... She fights the rolling. Yes. Um, she looks at him and says, it doesn't matter how long it took. What's important is I will stand trial and take responsibility and be your... She kind of struggles to think. Yes. I'll be your scapegoat to put this crime on if that means exile. Hooray. If that means death. Not hooray, but I guess that's the price to be paid. You know, I don't have a problem with Saffron or the theater. We asked the priest merely to ensure that the crew was loyal to us because it looked like Saffron was making motions against us. Um. Especially with the things that my brother has been doing of late. Yeah, he's kind of a asshole. Maybe you should kill him instead of me. But um, I would, if there's anyone to blame, Dad. He sort of flinches whenever you say that word. Blame me. I wanted to make a change, but I didn't know how to change it for the better, so I just changed it and made it worse. And how exactly do you propose we fix these problems that you've brought to the shore? Well, I gave you two great suggestions. Put me on trial, exile me, or kill me. And have an impartial judge judge me. You know, we could set up some kind of system where there's someone impartial to the situation who comes in and, um, you know, performs some kind of action against me and some kind of some kind of special room where you do these kind of law things. A court? Is that what it's called? I'm an engineer, not a whatever that is. A law Are person? You? Are you an engineer? And she sighs. From what I've seen lately, I'm a murderer. He doesn't disagree. Um, I'm a thief. I am your daughter. But that doesn't change the fact of what I have done, 
or what I will do if worse comes to worse. Was there I agreed to this meeting out of past obligation? And he stands up as he puts his goggles back on. I consider that obligation fulfilled. And he walks towards the door. I am going to grab his arm. He sort of pulls back slightly, and but, you know, it doesn't stop you. And... I turn to him and I say, you know what? I'm sick and tired of asking people to do one fucking thing. Only one thing. And you don't do it. You know who the only person I can rely on is? my actual yeah. father and she pushes him like against the like there's a bookcase or something physically pushes him and then leaves before he can leave you see the guards sort of have their hands thrust in up under their shirts as you walk out because um, they heard the commotion um but I assume you pick up your stuff and go. I wait for them to leave. Where do you wait? Um, I think, like, my father's house is at, like, the top of a stair thing. Like a mm. stair, like a metal stair grating thing. Okay. And so she just kind of waits at, like, the bottom of it for them to, like either go further down and go some other way or come down past her. They gather themselves and you see five guards uh, leave uh, with uh, Holland in the middle. Um, where those other three were, you know not. Uh, and then they sort of get on a small boat and head out to the yacht slash palace slash their house. She goes inside her father's house and cries. Realizes they're covered in blood <laughs> and cries. Okay. Yeah. And do you stay there till morning? <clears throat> she stays there until the morning. Yeah. So, a few things happen <laughs> during the evening. Now, I believe Saffron slept through the night after having a weird, creepy dream. Um, I yeah, that's what, we, that's what we said. Leave Ayazama interrogated Babylon, and then everyone ex and then everyone except Nippikin <laughs> broke down in tears until they fell asleep. <laughs> Uh, yeah, more or less. Uh, so, the morning arrives. There is only one piece of news. Actually, no, I will roleplay this out with Saffron. So, Saffron, the morning arrives. 
Um, Saffron awakes um, bleary-eyed and I guess puts on some clothes and stumbles down to see what's what's happening with uh, Husqvarna. Yeah, you get to the door uh, and you, no one, you knock on the door, no one answers and then after a minute you sort of look around and you see that the entire crew and cast is gathered around one of the guest rooms. Um, I will. I will go over to the guest room. Um, what? What? What's going on? What's What's happening? Oh. Uh, oh, Saffron. Uh, you should go inside. Um. It's a real fucking mess. Don't you people have places to be? Go. Uh, a couple of them like peel off and like yeah you, you know go about their stuff. Most of the uh, theater rats scurry away. There's still a pretty large group of people. Um, Saffron Saffron sighs and and rolls his eyes and pushes on through and uh, into the room. What's going on? In the room, you see uh, on the ground. Um, Finer Sasha, dead. Uh, uh, there is um, uh, the. Was it a man or a woman you sent them away with? I uh, think it, blue eyeshadow. I woman. think it was a man. Was a woman, Brandon? It was a woman because no, she had a... never. She had oh, never that's right. She had never. Before. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah, that's right, right. That's right. Yeah. Um, you see the uh, girl you sent uh, her off with uh, lying on uh, her bed um, with uh, what appear to be self-inflicted wounds. Um, and Husqvarna is just sort of standing there, mouth-covered, um, sort of shocked at what they, they're seeing. When did this happen? I think it must have happened in the night sometime. Like, so, one of the older girls came in to check on her in the morning and. Found her like Jesus. this. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I know that she'd never been with girls before, but. Uh, Holy crap, why did why did this Jesus Christ? Um, you said that the wounds look self inflicted? Yeah, it looks like she slid her own wrists. Um how about Finer Sasha? What does she look like? Is she, is she showing any visible wounds or is she just Finer Sasha Um as you look over the body, you see she's She's naked, whereas the other person, the uh, young woman, is not. Um, but Finer Sasha has had her eyes dug out and uh, the skin uh, on her forearms and hands flayed off. Uh, 
and it looks like they've also uh, had their ears cut off and some of and uh, one of their toes and some of their fingers removed. My God, it's incredibly grisly. It's yeah. Um, I actually wrote down the young woman's name. It is Julia. Was the uh, the go. actress who went off with Finder Sasha? Yes, one of the chorus. Yep. Husqvarna, I want you to speak to everyone on board. I want to know if anybody saw anything or heard anything. Why were there no screams? Do you want to use one of your moves to do that, by the way? You might be able to get some experience. Yeah, I guess so. Um, when you want to know something about someone important, your call, roll plus hot. Uh, um, is, don't you have another one that's like when you make it known that you want something? Yes. I think that's probably better suited. Okay, well, what do, what do I want? You want information guess, about what happened okay. here. That's, Whereas that's, the other thing is you want to know about a specific person. You don't actually yeah. know, like, do you want to know about the girl that's dead? That's going to get you everything about her, but that won't necessarily tell you what happened here. Right. Okay, in that case, I was I was being too literal and, and thinking too physical there. Uh, yeah, I will, I will, um, I want information about what went down here. Um, so I roll plus hot, and I just took an advancement, so my hot is plus three. Uh, that's a ten. Nice. So on a ten, what happens? Okay. Uh, on a ten plus, it shows up in your establishment for you like magic. Nice. Um, so... No one heard anything. Like none of the none of the cast heard anything or saw anything. Um, but um, one of the rats thought that they saw something in the water. Like they thought it was like a sea monster, and they were talking about it. Last night, um, the rats got in, managed to steal one of the bottles of shitty wine you have, uh, and they were all drinking and talking, and one of them was like, oh, there's a sea monster! Uh, and, uh, and one of your... Um, one of the stagehands, someone that does a lot of the costume repair on the fly, uh, said that they thought they saw someone creeping around on the outer deck. But, you know, that was while they were going to bed, and they can't be sure. Um, but you know who could be real useful and is on board at the moment because they are here to see that girl that is pregnant, who I have forgotten the name of? Um, hang on. Probably have it written down. You should. She's like... Yeah. Uh, Cam, yeah. 
it is Cam. Uh, the good doctor is here to see Cam. You know, the one that doesn't believe in all that magic water nonsense. Right. All right, so I guess I will go up to them and uh, ask them to make a house call. Um, um, well, yeah, he's already on the boat. Yeah. Uh, so you just have to ask him to come take a look at this body. Yes. Um, Doctor, I won't sugarcoat this. We've we've had a killing on board. Oh, that's that's not good. That's like real bad. Yes, that is exactly what that's that gonna, is. going to go down well with you, with Bean. No. Um, and especially because uh, one of one of the dead is one of the burners. Oh shit! Well, you. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be wanting to know where that where that burner is, and you know, burner customs—they have to be buried, uh, uh, pretty much on the day of death, uh, so that the majority of their nutrients can be absorbed into the future harvest. Right. Well. All about servicing the verdant to them. I was wondering if you might come and take a look at the scene. Uh, give us something of your expert opinion. Uh, yeah, I can do that for you. He walks into the room. Do you warn him at all? Yes. I, before you before you go in, uh, it's it's quite ghastly and, and grisly. It's they've been mutilated or finer Sasha has. I'm not like Ayazama, okay? I am a man of science. I understand uh, the intricacies of medicine. Uh, I come from a long tradition of surgeons. I'll be fine. He walks in and throws up. Uh, he just goes, holy God, and vomits straight down all over his shoes. Um, I'm going to send one of the rats, fetch, to, fetch a towel for the doctor. Yeah, one of the rats comes back and he wipes away his mouth. And... <coughs> Sorry, must have been a stomach bug, he says, as he walks around holding the handkerchief. Um, after a few minutes of looking over finest Sasha, he says, hmm. Any one of these injuries could have killed them. It doesn't... It doesn't really look like a crime of passion, though. I've heard tell that there was a... an unknown party prowling around the deck. Someone snuck aboard last night. But then why did this woman slit her wrists? I don't know. I don't really know the girl very well. She was in the chorus. Hmm. Sort of looking over this girl is on the bed. Um. You know... Kind of odd. But there's not a... Not a lot of blood on... The bed, and which is where we found her. 
and her wrists are slit. So she should have bled out. She should be lying in a puddle of blood. Well, she bled out for sure, but she didn't bleed out as much as you'd think. So maybe she was poisoned? Or something beforehand? It's all very odd, to be yeah. sure. I can't think of a reason why you would mutilate a corpse this way. You think, you think someone slit her wrists after she was already dead? Hmm, which would suggest... I mean, there's no way that Sasha did this to herself. So... Someone snuck in here, poisoned them, or... I mean, you can, you can find... Well... Hmm. I mean, Someone's... they could both be poisoned. The only way to be sure would be to examine their stomach. Do you have the necessary equipment? Can you do that? I mean, I can, but uh, it will be messy. And... Look, I think we need to tell the cons about of course. what's happened. You know. Of course, Doctor. You, but also, he takes you aside and says, you need to get in front of this as well. This is going to look like something that you had a hand in. Of course. I, I, want, I want this to be completely transparent. People have to trust this, trust this establishment and trust that they're safe while they're here. What was the name of the person who gave you this ship? Uh, it was... Gams. Gams? Gams. Like, as in legs? Yes, as in, look at the gams on that doll. Yeah, so uh, the doctor's like, look, Gams and I, you know, we went back a long way. When my parents died, you know, she gave me a place to stay. And so your little theater, there's a place for it in my heart. I don't want to see this place shut down. Also, you're you know a lot of people go to the go to Ayazama to get medical treatment, but your people have always come to me, and so you know I feel it's bad for my business if you if this place gets shut down. So you know if you need the narrative changed, I'm here to help you out. I don't need the narrative change, Doctor. I need the narrative laid out for everyone to see because I had nothing to do with this. Um, you know what? I think... Hmm. I'm going to read a person. Continue, continue with uh, Saffron's paranoid streak. Go for it. All right. So I'm at plus one. And that's a ten. A ten. All right. All right. Um, Hmm. Is he telling the truth? Would he would he lie for me? He would. He sees you as family. Okay. Like a distant cousin. Alright. Um 
In that case, I'm gonna I'm gonna say to him, Doctor, um, you have access to whatever you need on my on my ship. Um, if you if you would like, I can I can ask some of the crew to help you relocate the the bodies. Um, I believe I need to speak to I need to speak to Pacifica and Holland, and we also need to send word to the burners. All right. How are you going to send word to the burners? Because I assume you're going to go talk to the cons personally. Yes. Um, are there any others in camp at the moment, or...? No. No. Now, Saksha was the only one that stayed the night, so to speak. Okay. Um, hmm... In fact, I believe she was the only burner at the performance last night. Hmm. Um, who has regular interactions with them, Mike? Um, no one really has regular interactions. They turn up at the end of summer to trade fuel for the year. Um, and maybe incidentally food, and there. But uh, you could try and get one of the emissaries to go. Uh, you know, one of them is believed dead. They went missing a while ago. You remember Toyota telling you about that? Um, Toyota used to be an emissary, so you could ask him to go. All right, I will. I will make a stop at Toyota's then. Toyota is here. You oh. actually find him out at the bar chatting to uh, a couple of the performers, um, Dove and a few girls. All right, I will. Uh, excuse me, all. I I need to borrow our friend Toyota here for just a moment. They sort of, you know, do that sigh and aww that you hear. You know, performers do when they're pretending like they don't want to leave someone. Mm. Don't worry, I will return him to you forthwith. They're all very tired and wish Toyota would go home. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna lead him off some po- somewhere quiet where we can speak. Mm-hmm. Um, I say to him, "Tell me, Toyota, you're you're someone who's been uh, beyond the dam. Um, how would one go about getting word to the burners?" Well, I believe one of their camps is nearby. I'm guessing that this is about Sasha. You're right. It's about Sasha. She's dead. That wasn't a great move for us. You know, that's going to... That's not going to strengthen our position. That's going to make us look weaker. I don't know why you did it. (sighs) I'm starting to get very upset that everybody thinks that I did it. Listen, I'm very concerned about the safety of my people because Your someone... people who are all heavily armed at all times. There's a reason no one thinks uh, an outsider did this. The doctor tells me that Julia was already dead when her wrists were slashed. She didn't bleed as much as a live person would have bled. Somebody 
killed her and then slit her wrists. And that same person, whoever they may be, killed Finer Sasha and then cut her face off and gouged her eyes out. I heard they just cut off her ears. Jesus. I'm sorry. It was her. It was her arms that they uh, that they, yeah, they flayed. Their hands. You're not quite sure what the significance of that is. I think I know what the significance of it is. Look, I. I mean, I can talk to them, but you got to tell me what the message is you want to send. Like, you don't have to give me the exact words unless you want to, but you've got to give me, you know, what do you want to convey to them? Do you want to tell them, oh, hey, one of yours, your own died, come pick up the corpse, or, you know? I know that it is part of their tradition that the person who, that any who die has to be buried on the same day, the day of their death. Yeah, which is not going to go well for them, because it means that they're going to have to basically bury them out here. You know, they won't be able to bury uh, Sasha at one of the orchards. At least they'll be able to bury her. That's true. It's a good thing that they didn't dump her in the freaking lake. They would not have been happy about having to dive down into the water. <sighs> the uh, the doctor is examining the bodies now. He's going to get as much as he can. Hopefully we'll be able to find some clue about what the hell is going on here. And... So yes, I'm sorry. I'm, my brain is going a mile a minute. Tell them, tell them that um, Saffron expresses his deepest condolences that uh, one of their finers has has died in aboard the aboard the ship. We wish to return the body to them so that they can uh, bury her, as is their custom. And tell them that I am working my I'm doing my damnedest to get to the bottom of this. All right, I'll I'll do it. Um, hopefully, I'll be able to get to them within, you know, a couple of hours. Jesus Christ! I wish we had motorbikes. All right, uh, and he, you know, walks. He sort of does a quick quick walk. Uh, your, you notice that your boat is already, uh, you know, a few minutes away from the dock. Actually, it's a few minutes away from the um, barge because they knew you wanted to go see the comms. Okay. Um, I also have to find Ozair because I'm fairly certain that this, uh, the flaying of the skin from the arms and hands has some implication or some connection with Ozair flaying her arms. Could be, could be. Um, Alright, Ozair. Actually, Ayazama, because we've already done a scene with Ozair. Oh, oh, okay. So, Ayazama, you, you wake up uh, on the floor of the uh, system. Um, yes. Babylon's Leaning against the wall. Of, yeah, Babylon's curled up uh, sort of around the aquifer and um, Lissa is 
in her usual little cubby. Uh, Nippikin is staring forward with bloodshot eyes. Um, like he's been up for weeks. Uh, yes. Ayazama did not sleep well, fitfully, for a few hours on and off. He uh, uh, sees you staring and says, uh, Canteen, we need to... Um, uh, he sort of grabs at the bridge of his nose and then rubs his eyes. Uh, we need to get ready for the morning address. I, sermon. Sermon. We, uh... I have to see the cons first. First? Yes, this, uh... You heard what, what Babylon said. There's a, a spy from the Mountaineers... There's trouble here. right here in River City. With a capital T, and that rhymes with P, and that stands for Pountaineers. Uh. <laughs> that sounds French. Yeah, yeah. Um, All right. Yes, we... we I'm, I'm sorry, Nipperkin. Uh, just tell them to... Tell them to wait. I'll be back. Uh, All right. And... I don't, I don't know what to do with Babylon yet. Um, just keep, keep them here. Keep her here. Lissa, Lissa can go as she pleases. All right. Um, do you leave? Do you do anything before you leave? Um. No, I just, I, you know, I grab my, I grab my stuff. I grab my little uh, portable uh, priest kit. And, and leave. Uh, right. and I, I, I pass a few congregants on the way out. Oh, you don't pass a few. You step out that door and you like you close it behind you. You, you know you're so tired. You don't even notice as you turn around. The entire congregation is there, um, standing there, uh, waiting. They're all milling about. They see you and they all rush up and start screaming your name, uh, sort of like a begging. Almost like you are their god. Oh god. Um, I, I you look can't down. can't really hear what they want from you, though. They just sort of. It's all blurring together. Please, please. Calm, quiet. Does it, does it help at all? Yeah, they sort of quiet down a bit and they sort of look at you like you're about to give some great, powerful wisdom. Yeah. Um, Ayazama rubs his bloodshot eyes again uh, and looks down at the little kit in his hand and says, uh, Service will uh, <clears throat> be held on the dam today. They sort of look around confused um, and then sort of wait to see what you do next. So... <sighs> no. Come in, everyone. Because uh, Babylon wasn't handcuffed. She was just... Yeah. Was she? I don't remember. I don't think she was. She wasn't handcuffed. No. Uh, so, uh, Ayazama sighs and turns around and opens the door... Uh, and leads everyone in, and as I, 
as 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 I walk in first, I, yeah, he he claps his hands. All right, Babylon, Lissa, let's get everything ready. Uh, you see Lissa standing there, and Nippikin just sort of quickly closes the door to your room and says, "Babylon is not feeling very uh, well. Uh, she needs bed rest." Right. Well, you tend to her, Nippikin. Lissa is perfectly capable of assisting me today. Isn't that right, Lissa? Yeah. Yeah. I can. Um. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, she starts getting everything ready. Yeah. Uh, as the people find uh, so last time, yeah. So last time, I described what I wanted you to do badly. Mm -hmm. So I want you to tell me what the content of your sermon is. Then roll. Then pick okay. the things it does. So like that doesn't mean tell me. Gotcha. Oh, it's gonna heal them. It means like either say your sermon or give us a gist of what it's about, and right. then do the move. Because every time you've pretty much gone, I give a sermon, and then you've rolled, and then yes, you picked out and, and then told us what it's about, when really, okay. you, like, you'd be telling us what your sermon's about. The other way. Gotcha. So, uh, I believe today's sermon is going to be about, um, <sighs> what, what, what are some good themes? Um, perseverance. And uh, looking out for your neighbors and your fellow man, um, and making sure that you keep your family and those that you love safe. All right. Uh, so what do I? I think I roll plus. Cool. All right. Eight. Uh, that's an eight. Eh, all right. Uh, so on a seven to nine, I choose one. Um, uh, everyone here is looking a little agitated. Um, so anyone distraught is calmed. Yeah, they they are starving. They're desperate for food, but they know that if they just wait it out, tough it out. Eventually, the aquifer will put food in their bellies. Exactly. You've this basically done the. You've basically done the Evan. You know the uh, evangelical priest thing of. Uh, you know, well, send us. You know, you just got to put faith. You got to put yes. faith that God will will solve your problems, and then you know. Do but you know, give us give us our offerings. Obviously. No, I will. I will let. I will tell them to keep their offerings today. Um, they, but how they, will they, how will the aquifer know our true devotion unless we offer up things to it? The 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 aquifer. It is it is the spirit of the offering, not the offering itself. Sometimes it's the it's the thought that counts. Oh, you're taking the aquifer down a different pass, path to your predecessors. Yeah, I guess so. They dealt with uh, Ayazama in a very a different way. Yeah, Ayazama is having a spiritual awakening. Uh, he's he he wants to make sure that the people are good. Uh, so after after service, you know, he he stays for a small talk with any people that want to. 
Yeah, they're uh, all talking about how, you know, they, they fear, you know, some of them are talking about how the cons are hoarding food for themselves, you know, Ethan and his family, you know, they're making sure they get fed, but, you know, they're not feeding the rest of us, you know, some of the work crews are going without food and stuff like that. Out of out of character, has this been a problem in the past for our community, like times of famine, or is this like a like a new thing? Yeah, it has been. Um, but since the con, the newest cons took over, since Pacifica and Holland took over, there hasn't been any problems with food. And you can't think of a reason why there would be problems with food now. It just sort of happened. It is. A thing. There are people without food. You know, they're, they're, they're not really starving in, like, the way that we normally think of starving. They're starving in the poor people that need to make sure they meet rent kind of starving way. You know, they're all eating right. the barest of staples to survive. You know. What am gotcha. I eating this week? A kilo of 65-cent pasta. Gotcha. Alright, uh, so I, I reassure them all that the, the source will provide, um, you need only have faith because, you know, good things always flow down the river to the faithful, uh, and I tell them that I am going to go speak to the cons and see if, you know, what can be done uh, about finding food. Alright. Because I'm going to go speak to the cons anyway, and right. I'll bring up the starving masses too. Why the hell not? Alright, so... Ryan and Alex, do you want your characters to arrive at the uh, cons at the same time? I'm fine uh, with that. Sure. Alright, brilliant. I don't mind being in a scene with that dirty bastard. <laughs> oh, there. You cry, and then do you sleep as you wait at Ethan's house? Uh, yes. Do you sleep in Ethan's bed? Um, no. That would be so, a little too weird. Well, you know. Anyway. Uh, be weird. Fair enough. Um, so, back uh, when this house was full uh, of all the little kidlets, um, you guys slept in hammocks uh, strung up in the main dining room. Because it's the main dining room and Ethan's room. Those are the only two rooms here. So, do you go pull out one of the old hammocks? Probably not, because Ozer is significantly larger than when she was a child. Yeah, but you probably were here when you were a teenager, but it's up to you. Whatever. I'm not going to make you sleep in a hammock. I just... Now I'll die. No. I'll get tangled I'll up. I'll fall out night. I'll suffocate. It's like when I wanted to put So the room that I live in at my house is quite small, and I thought about, as a way of saving space, have a hammock instead of a bed. When I suggested this to my family, they lost their shit. They're like, that's a crazy idea. You'll break your spine. How will you get into bed at night? And I'm like... So, like, 60% of the Earth's population sleeps in hammocks. Like, calm down. But those are the unwashed masses, 60%. I think it's actually 40. It's still a stupid high number. She will like hammocks. sleep on the floor. All right. 
She's so, too physically and emotionally exhausted to open the chest and untangle one of the hammocks from the thing and string it up and spend the ten minutes to crawl inside because she hasn't done it in, like, forever. <laughs> You're exhausting me just describing it. Yes, yeah, so... <laughs> She just kind of curls up on the floor. All right. Um, you, uh, you're uh, close to uh, one of the back walls as you stretch out and sort of wake up. Your hand touches the corrugated iron that is the back wall. Uh, and it's hot. It's not like, oh no, my hand is burnt hot. It's more like steering wheel in the middle of summer hot. And you sort of flinch back as you wake up. I look to see if my father is home. Um, There's someone in Ethan's bed. They're not facing you, so you can't tell if it's Ethan. I pull out my gun. No. Um, I approach, having no reason to think it's anyone but my father. Mm -hmm. And I kind of shake them awake. Uh, They startle and turn around. It is one of your other siblings. It is not your brother, brother. It is someone else. It is uh, my sister, whose name is October. October? Yes. Hmm. There's a joke in there somewhere. Anyway. October rolls around. It's like, oh, hey, who's there? What are you doing? I I came in early last night. I, uh, I, I needed a place to sleep. And Dad wasn't here, so... Hmm. Is he back? Have you made breakfast? Is there breakfast? They get up and walk past you. Oh, there's no breakfast. I just woke up. Um, What are you doing here? uh, I was asked to leave. Uh, the place where I was staying, so I just came back here until I could find somewhere else to stay. Oh, there kind of looks like some kind of horrifying monster mm-hmm. as she is covered in blood, but I assume her sibling has not noticed, but Ozer kind of kind of narrows her eyes and says, Okay, um... Uh, hey, you should take a bath or something. You look filthy. Yeah, I killed a whole bunch of people last night. Oh, shit. Well, it's not going to go well for you. No, no, no. You see, I was coming back from Saffron's, and I got off on the dock, and I kind of had an incident... And then three assholes came out of the dark and they're like, we're going to beat you up. And then some people who were hiding on boats were like, we're also going to beat you up. And I was like, 
No, and then I killed them. Except for I left one alive. As you do, I guess? Well, I mean... I'm tired of getting pushed around, October. It's kind of irritating. Alright. I have a question for y'all. Okay. I assume that your community, excluding, you know, Saffron's awesome theater boat, I'm assuming that, you know, not a lot of people have bathrooms. So you probably have, like, some kind of communal wash area. Where is it, and how frequently do people go there? And are there any weird or strange customs associated with it? Why would you need a wash area when you have a lake? Well, that's my point. Is there a specific part of the lake, or are people just allowed to dive uh, in forever? Hmm... Yeah, is, it like the, is it like the Ganges? You just walk in and then walk back out, irregardless of whether, you know, you're down uh, stream from a sewage plant or upstream from a water bottling plant? Yeah. I really want there to be a shitty bathhouse. Yeah. I'm not stopping you. And I want it to be shitty. No, I don't want it to be shitty. Um... A little shitty. But I mean, like, you would have had, um, in the dam, you would have had possibly, like, emergency showers, or even in the locker area, they might have had showers, depending on the um, extensive nature of this dam, so it is possible. Yeah. yeah. Maybe the... Good. I was going to say, they could have hooked up some sort of pump to a part of the lake to you know, create a bath area so they can pump water in by hand. So there's just one poor schmuck who has to pump water for everyone to take a bath. I mean, and you then could it also... Sent back to the lake. You could also have, like, maybe on the barges, because we've put a lot of stuff on the dam and not a lot of stuff on the barges. That's you true. could even have something on, like, maybe part of the barges is, like, a shack where the floor's been cut out so that you can sort of dip in. Mm. Mm. I like that. Or, or, or um, I think they have this. I know they had one in Sydney for a while, and I think they had one in New York City for a while. Um, one of those things where it's a pool-shaped barge, but there's no floor, and it floats on a body of water, and it makes it look from the surface that there's a pool out of the middle of this body of water, but it's just really a wall. <laughs> Huh. Yeah. Do you know the type of thing I'm describing? Yeah, I think so. So. I think I saw a photo of one in one of the New York harbors. Get out in that weird pool area. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we just have, like, a string of pool floats that they would use to, like, demark an area, like, to the... To to block off the deep end from the shallow end. Oh, yeah. And there's just a semicircle off part of the barge where you can... This is the they, bath area. They have things like that on Australian beaches. They have the these floating fences that are meant to stop sharks. Yeah, we have them in U.S. lakes, but they don't go underwater. They just float on the surface. No, these things go underwater. They have nets. But yeah, or you know, you could have so you could have something like that. It's just like this floating sort of net because the barge doesn't move. Yeah, 
it's anchored more or less in place. It's an artificial island. Yep. They're cool like that. Right, so we're going to go with that. The floating sort of pool string. Unless anyone else... Yeah, it wouldn't be too hard to affix some kind of solar device in order to produce hot water through a pump. That isn't very difficult of a thing to do. No, you so. could you could have like shower heads hanging off of it, so like people, and that's where the hot water comes from. Like you go under the shower part to be warm. Yes. Um, what if the person who owns the pumps charges like an absor- exorbitant amount of? Uh, uh, whatever the, what did we say the the currency was? License plates. Yeah, workers have workers have like um work credit, which are like license plates and stuff, and then other people do barter. So you can, there's sort of a so you can convert things into worker credit, um, and vice versa. Okay, so what if what if we have the, worker, the um, credit represents like a certain amount of work hours. It's like half of a work day and so you can trade it in to anyone that's on any work detail at the dam to get them to do work for you for a certain amount of time. And then when they have and then when they've got that, they can then turn that into food. Gotcha. Alright. Uh, so what if um, we have the, the marked off area of the lake that anyone can just go into and bathe at any time but if you want to pay for the luxury um, you can you can trade in uh, two days worth of work credits um, for I don't know like a half an hour in in the uh, the hot water pump showers Jesus Christ that's 16 hours of work for Half an hour of hot water. It's real popular in the winter. I can imagine. Because your other option is to jump in the lake. The lake that probably partially freezes around the edges. Well, the, the, I would imagine they'd break up the the part with the with the bath. Got someone out there with a, just hitting all the ice. Yeah. I I wouldn't, to be honest. I don't think this is the kind of community that does polar bear swims. No. <laughs> Maybe Jayco. It'll make, it'll make fishermen tough. <laughs> It'll be one with the water. It's the only way to harvest eels. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so... Um, your sister October says, Well, I'm going to go to the... Bathhouse. Hey, do you have any work credits? Azar laughs and turns out her empty pockets as she has spent her last barter in order to keep her lifestyle up of whatever Ozer's lifestyle is. I think Ozer's lifestyle is do what I want, in which case I can see why that would be very expensive. Sorry. Yeah. She kind of turns her pockets out and says I am on empty because I have not worked and my kind of job situation is in limbo right now and yeah no I get you guys I'm in limbo too I haven't been yeah I haven't been selling a lot lately it's rough I look at her and say 
Aren't you always in limbo? Hey, look, life of an artist is difficult, okay? You know, not everyone appreciates my... what I put out, you know? So sometimes you've got to be a bit of a nomad, and that's why I'm here. And I was hoping that maybe Dad would have some credit. Um, I think Ozair is smart enough in that way to know where her father keeps his money, mm. but she's not going to take any or show October where it is because October will just take for the needy herself and give to the poor herself and take all of my father's money, her father's <laughs> money. Where are all my savings? It's my and, retirement. And, and your sister's just standing under the hot water tap for a day. Sorry. I bought myself a home. I defaulted on my loan I took out from Toyota. <laughs> I lost the home. How long has it been? 30 seconds. Ozaire <laughs> um, looks at October and says... Well, you could go ask brother for money. Nah, he said that he wasn't going to give me any more after what happened last time. Well, I know you won't, but you could go ask um, Sunset for money, but she's not going to give you any because you know why. Do I know why? Do you want to tell me why, Brandon? Why wasn't won't Sunset give October money? Because um, the last time Sunset came home after being gone on the hunt, because Sunset is a hunter, All right. she found October in bed with Sunset's wife. That sounds like October. And so... October has not allowed within 50 feet of Sunset. Yeah. What's the name of Sunset's uh, wife? Mm, I do not know that one. Do they, are they named, are they a high-class dama and therefore named after a thing? Or are they uh, one of the barge, the Murs, and therefore have a Water body name? Of course. They're a mer. Maybe they maybe maybe Sunset's wife is just called uh Red. I was gonna say Huron. I don't know that body of water. It's one of the Great Lakes. Her name is Superior. <laughs> okay, that's her name. Her Eerie. name is Superior. Yeah, alright. Okay. Superior. You know, I can't ask Sunset, but I could Maybe ask Superior. Mm. You see October mm. gather her things. Ozer just puts her hands on her face and says, Go do what you want. You know, you they know have I always do, she says as she walks out the door. Oh my god. Oh my god. Well. God, I love doing stuff with Ozer's family. <laughs> 
Ozer doesn't really know what to do because she was hoping her father was here, so she'd be like, well, I talked to other dad, and he didn't say anything except for condescending nonsense to me. So, great. So she leaves and is going to find her father. Everyone is staring at you as you walk around the community. Um, there's hushed whispers as you go by. You know, people have their hands on their weapons. <laughs> They're worried that you're going to kill them. You have become unpredictable and unstable in the mm. eyes of your community. That's fine. I kind of wander around aimlessly. You don't seem to find Ethan as you wander I the community. Look to one of the people with hands on weapons, and I put my hand up and say, um, not here to fight anyone. Just wondering if any of you knew where my father was. He said he uh, had to do something for the comms. Haven't seen him since like yesterday or something. When he went out to went out to the theater. Well. Okay. Well, I guess I'll go see the two magical creatures that rule over us. And I turn and go towards the thing, the barge in which the cons are on. Yeah, you see Ayazama has just left in a, one of the little taxi boats and you can see the theater ship pulling up to the barge um, do you, how are you going to get over to the barge I kind of look around and I look for an awaiting taxi or something yeah you see one of the little taxi boats um, I approach. Uh, the guy puts his hands and says, Hey, look, I don't want any trouble. I don't want any trouble, all right? I don't need no trouble. And I kind of crouch down, like, on the dock, and I say, Listen, what happened last night was some guys tried to beat me up, so I destroyed them. Um, I didn't, like, go and seek these people out and kill them. That's what I want you to know. Um, I don't have any money. And I'm not going to threaten you for you to take me anywhere. What can I do in order for you to take me on this taxi to the cons barge? Look, I can't do can't do shit for free, but uh, I mean, my the engines left engine's been running a bit weak. Maybe you could take a look at it. It just so happens I know the new head engineer very well, and I can get a word and put your engine problems at the top of that list. All right. All right. All right. Get on. I hop on. And he uh, putters you over. So I'm going to go to the toilet. Um, I would like you guys to all... Act out your meeting because you all are, well, you're 
when you get in line for the cons. There's a few people in front of you, but you, you three all sort of arrive at the same time. Role play. Okay. Well, as soon as Saffron sees... As soon as Saffron sees Ozair covered in blood, his reaction is, Oh my god. It was Ozair. Hello. Oh, hello. Good morning, Ozair. What? What? What happened to you? Well, you know how I left your boat last night to go do that thing I was going to do? Your meeting, yes. Yes. Um, well, I get on the dock, have kind of an episode, and then three guys come out. Um, Cheeto, Bingo, and Dingo. Now Cheeto, Chrome, and Ian? Something like that. Anyways, and they're like, we're going to beat you up. And... Then and obviously, I, that didn't work very well for them. No. And then, like, seven other guys came out of the boats, and they were all threatening me with knives. Someone tried to shoot me with a um, harpoon gun. Oh, my. So, I mean, I think I am within my right to protect myself. I mean, I did leave Chrome alive. Well, uh, the, the the Book of the Source does say that if someone attacks you, you are within your rights to defend yourself. Um, I mean, people are giving me weird looks, and I'm not really sure why. Probably because of the murdering, but... Also, that, probably the blood that you are covered in from head to toe might have something to do with it. Um, Ozair, I'm going to ask you a question. I'm it's a very, very important that you answer me honestly. Uh-huh. Did you go back to the boat last night at any point? Um, no, I went to my meeting, and then I had a good night's sleep on the floor of my father's house. Uh, someone else was sleeping on the floor, huh? Rough. Well... Right. It would be like I'd have to go and open the trunk where all the the hammocks are kept, and they all get tangled up, and it'd be like an hour, and I, you know, kind of like I don't know if you ever been in a fight canteen, but it was a big old mess, and I was just exhausted, <laughs> and. Um, oh, thank you, thank you, Ozair. I needed that. And then, and then this guy. He, I don't know, it's just ridiculous. I am done with all these people. And then my meeting went, not great, Saffron. What, what, what is this meeting? None of your business. Oh, all right. You'll probably find out soon enough. So if you don't, like, come back to me in, like, 16 hours or something and if I'm not dead or exiled or dead exiled or dead exiled, then um, I'll tell you the whole thing. I'm pretty sure it's just one or the other. Well, can't they, like, exile me, then shoot me in the back? Well, they yes, but then... They declare you outlaw. 
well, yes, but then then you would just be dead. The exiling wouldn't really come into play. That's true. What are all these other people doing here? I would imagine they're petitioning the cons. See, this is why you need like a set group of people who deal with this kind of nonsense, like a bigger group, and then you can have like a one elected official who's like presides over the thing, over the group, and then there can be like subsets of the bureaucracy in which a guy turns around and he's like, "Hey, are you talking about a democracy?" That's the word. No, 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 no. He's talking about a bureaucracy. Oh. I hate those bureaucracies. Okay, well, wait a second, Ozair. Before you go and establish a new form of government, I want you to know I think someone has it out for you. And not... <laughs> well, well, I she... mean, duh. I was she... almost murdered. Yeah, she did just say that. Is but there I something think it, else that would point to someone being like, oh, Zare's a crazy person? And, and I then, think uh, someone... Last night at the theater, there was a murder. A murder? A rather grisly one. Some people in the line with you gasp with shock. Oh, I'm... I'm I, yeah, I guess I... Uh, I pull the both of them out of the line and away. We'll lose, we'll lose our place. Shut up, Ozer. Do you have any idea who it was? No. Somebody snuck onto the boat, did the deed, and then slunk off in the night. Ozer, uh, not Ozer. Saffron, do you remember the dream you had? Uh, I do not. There was a inky black frog man that climbed up onto something uh, and then extinguished a fire. Oh, okay. I, I learned something very troubling last night. There is a spy from the Mountaineers in our community. I think someone is trying to sow discord among us. I think the, so. The person, the the deceased, well, one of my chorus girls, Julia, and Finer Sasha. Finer Sasha. We are. No we are. Finer Sasha in the land. <laughs> Ozair, someone flayed the flesh from her arms and hands. Well, Where have we know, seen? I wouldn't recommend doing that. But oh, anyone, anyone who saw you that night is going to make that connection. Well, I have a very reliable witness who saw me at the time of this supposed murder. Who, if he doesn't say anything, then I will kill. Actually, I have five other witnesses who saw me. Then there's also another guy. I was going to say, you've got six. Yes, there are many witnesses to me Actually, being it's not seven. able to murder You have seven witnesses. Chrome, Holland, and the five bodyguards. Yes, and my sister, who probably saw me when she came in to go to bed. 
Yep, so she can be the one that confirms you didn't leave after the meeting and go kill them then. You've got a very good alibi, actually. Yes. Well, that that depends on whose side uh, uh, Holland is on. Well, you see, um, Canteen, I had a meeting with Holland last night about um, my uh, being exiled or standing trial for the quote-unquote crime that me and um, Saffron committed. And I said I would stand trial or be exiled or killed for that crime as long as, you know, the kind of stability of the whole place stayed together. So I am trying to be on the right track now instead of selling Discord. And perhaps over a long period of time, and by the time I'm dead, we can establish kind of an elected, elected kind of position. Ayazama, Ayazama smiles and puts his hand on uh, Ozair's shoulder and says, that is, that is very noble of you, Ozair, but we're going so, to need you here. How, how did you figure out there was a spy? Babylon has been working with him. Did you kill Babylon? Not yet. Did you? Isn't that like against your precepts or laws or something? And you could have like no, she has not broken them? any laws in the, in the. I was about to say in the sept because I've been watching Game of Thrones. She has not broken any laws. Hi, Sparrow. Of the source. Uh, you guys see one of the uh, bodyguards, king's guards, spearman, spear gun guys <laughs> walk over to you. This uh, is. Uh, are you guys going in as a group? Sure. Yeah, yes. I feel we should. All right. Well, then it's your turn. Oh, come what on. Happened? Oh, were you there last night? Just where? Inside. Oh. Yeah. Well, I'll need to know if I need to establish an alibi, but I'll go inside. Why would you need an alibi? Because of extenuating circumstances. I'm coming. I'm going. Excuse me. I'm having a conversation, but I'm going. You're just digging a deeper hole for yourself. I like how Ozair sounded like a woman, like at, uh, at like the DMV or something. Just then, I'm going, <laughs> but I will be back. Saffron is face palming so hard. You spelt my name wrong. Um, you know what? I wonder if my dad is in here. You walk in, you see Pacifica wearing a, wearing an Ethan skin coat. Uh, <laughs> oh, well, that answers that one. The shooter of my gut. <laughs> you walk in, um, Pacifica and Holland are sort of sitting there. You say, uh, what business do you have with us today? It's interesting to see all three of you here together. Says Pacifica. We stand as a united front. Which Wonderful. part of the tragedy would you like first? Which tragedy? I'm I'm sorry, you've caught us both off guard. We don't really know why you're here. Uh, I'm gonna read a person. Before before we get started, I would like to read a person. Uh, uh, oh, man, I should have put points at something else. Uh <laughs> That's a seven eight plus sharp. 
so I get one question. Uh, so she says she does, we caught them off guard. They don't know why we're here. Is she telling mm -hmm. the truth? Yes. Okay. I would like to open my brain about this current situation. Do it. I think there's something weird going on. Please, please have a seizure again. <laughs> oh, I got a 11. We're presenting a united front. <laughs> it's slightly smaller, but we're still united. Sorry, I got an 11. Okay, so what, uh, what are you looking for? Do you... What question are you shouting out into the void? Um, well, the situation I'm in where there's these two rulers and kind of our united front, uh, I want to know... I want to get to the bottom of something. I want something new. Something I can use to... I just want something that I can use as leverage. <laughs> All right. You see uh, the in front of you, um, there's not two people. There's a machine. Um, the two machine, it, it's one machine, but it looks like there's sort of two main segments to it that are sort of working in concert together. You actually see a, two stylized masks uh, one representing Holland and one representing Pacifica sort of hanging uh, off the this machine. Um, and there's sort of a bunch of b uh, belts and spokes that connect these two halves of the one device together. And you, as you're staring at it, you see one of the gears fall off, one of the um, chains breaks, and one of the uh, bands uh, snaps. And now this one machine isn't working properly. There's these two halves that are trying to continue working and they're not working properly. Hmm. That's what you get. It's what you do with it is up to you. Lazare's eyes roll forward in her head. Oh, thank God. That's out. Her eyes rolled backwards, and she kind of went blank for a moment, and then that's came back to reality. She didn't say that. So, just like, how do you go... How do I make my eyes roll forward from you look looking down? straight? <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, um, yeah. So... Oh. Well, so you guys are standing there. The last thing anyone, the last words spoken were, um, we don't know why you're here. It wasn't a lie, and yeah. then machine vision. You two aren't sharing all the information you have with each other. There's something wrong with your relationship. Is I don't mean, no, that's here? not why we're here, but that's why you probably don't really know kind of what's going on, probably, and uh, 
And you can see the if there was like a close up of Ozera's face, you can see the the starting of father coming out. But she says, "Holland is Holland is you know doing what he normally does, nothing." And so this is great. Glad you two are working so well together. Um, the canteen has some interesting developments that he learned last night, and um, I'm going to let him go. Go, canteen. Holland stands up and then takes a step forward and then says, Canteen Ayazama, what is it that you would like to speak to us about? Ayazama steps forward and stares at Holland. Tell me that you and Pacifica did not know about the scarred man in the dam. What scarred man? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna read a person again. Read that person. I'm gonna I'm gonna read all the people. Read all the people. All right, my uh, seven. Uh, so I guess are are they telling the truth? When I say, they say, what scarred man? They know of who you speak, but they didn't know he was here. The scarred man. So they're asking the scarred man, like, tell us more while we pretend like we don't know who you're talking about. So that right. we can make sure that you are talking about the person we think you're talking about. Ayazama sighs. The scarred man who has taken up residence in one of the disused workshops in the dam. And you is do building... have his name. Babylon gave it to you. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, it's on the sheet, which I didn't Jean. Open. Jean, yes. Actually, scarred... it might be Jean. Give me a second. I think, I think we said Jean. It's Jean. I just... Put it as like a pair of jeans. Yeah. Yeah, it's Jean. Go for it. Alright. The scarred man named Jean, who is who has taken over a workshop in the dam and is building a monstrous machine. And I believe he's trying to turn us against the burners so that we will fight each other and weaken ourselves so the mountaineers can come rolling in and take over both of our territories. That I can't remember. Man. Did you actually go to the workshop? Yes. Yeah. So that machine that you found—it was a—wasn't really one machine. It was a pile of junk Stuff. from other machinery under a tarp. It didn't look like anyone had done anything with it in ages. Right, but it was bad. I remember it was—it was some bad juju. Yeah, but he's not really building anything. I mean, I'm not going to stop you. You can say that. That's fine. But I just wanted to make sure that you, the player, yeah. fully understood what was going on there. Well, he has it, either way. Whatever it is, he whatever. has it. You may leap to whatever assumptions you like. I will leap to conclusions. <laughs> Go for it. That's I, I, I already did. So Holland turns away. It's like, hmm, what you say is true. And hmm, be very interesting. Sort of walks back behind Pacifica, and she's sort of looking forward, kind of shocked. And says, 
well, which of you is going next, I suppose, after that revelation? We have an infiltrator from the Mountaineers here trying to overthrow us. Well, if what the canteen here has to say is true, I believe I have the next piece of the puzzle, and this infiltrator's plan may already be in motion. Last night, Finer Sasha of the Burners was murdered. Holland snaps back around, and Pacifica's face completely changes as she rushes forward and grabs you and says, What? What are you talking about? I guess we bury the lead a little bit. My people found her dead this morning. She had come to negotiate a contract for later in the season for some of her people. Pacifica lets you go and it's like Do you know how hard we worked and our predecessors worked to secure the peace with the burners? Yes. And I would assume the mountaineers do too. Oh Jesus Christ. Why should they fight us? They can let us fight each other and then pick up the pieces. Oh my god. This is all because of you three. Pacifica uh, is like wearing a completely different demeanor. I would put the blame on the mysterious scarred stranger who's pulling strings and such he wouldn't need to do that if you hadn't oh my goodness hadn't done what you have to complete your sentences otherwise no one will know what you're saying turns back around to holland and it's like jesus fucking so, remember when you broke into that uh, abandoned building and destroyed half of our weapon surplus? We only destroyed one weapon. Ayazama looks at uh, Saffron and Ozair. No. And, and killed that person after you took them to Ayazama. Yeah didn't exactly strengthen our bargaining position. Bargaining? Are you going to bargain with the Mountaineers? Why do you think they haven't just fucking rode in here before? Well, you were going to give them weapons so that they wouldn't attack us? No. They gave us the fucking weapons. In exchange the for whole... what? In exchange for trade deals. Vasselhood. We were going to become part of their community. A second outpost for the Mountaineers. That's disgusting. I have never been more disgusted in my life. Oh my god, See? shut up, freak. Alright? Listen, you... I ain't got time for your damn bullshit. Old 
bitch. She moves <laughs> to slap you in the face. What do you do? I punch her in the face. As hard okay. as those are can. What is... What do you use to attack people? What is your stat? Um, well, if I am going aggro, is that what you want me to use? That no, I don't want you to roll. I just want me to tell you, in an ideal circumstance, what stat would you be using to kill people? Um, weird, because I am a weirdo. That would right. be the idea. What is sense. your weird? It is plus two. Okay. Not aiming to kill her, just to. I know. But you said you punch her in the face as hard as you can. Yes. Okay. You punch her in the face as hard as you can. You see a spurt of blood come out of her nose as she falls over backwards. Enough. Are any of you familiar with the term king hit, or as we call it in Australia, a coward punch? A sucker punch? No. So have you heard of king hit before? No. No. King hit is where you punch someone once, and because of the sometimes fragility of the human body, when it's not expecting to be attacked, the person dies. The Australian media recently made a push to stop calling them king hits because it glorifies them, and they are now called coward punches. You punched her as hard as you could in the face. Ayazama... Uh, crouches down over her uh, and feels for a pulse um, and and picks her up and turns to Holland and says get us to the source if you want her to live he looks there may around be the room does anyone else do anything in this instant. Saffron is standing as still as he possibly can. Just sort of agape. We have to go now. Uh, can I go aggro on him? No, 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 no. I'm just waiting to see if um, Ozair does anything else. Ozair is standing there. Right. Kind of, not shocked, but just kind of like, well, that was going to happen eventually. It's going to happen sometime. Uh, Holland says, one moment, and then he walks back through the room part of the yacht, uh, and you see him open a sort of a roof hatch thing, and you hear whispering and talking, and then you hear a motor start, and then uh, he's gestures to you three and says come this way now I'm carrying Pacifica I I awkwardly go up the stairs you you climb up the shitty little ladder there's a 
You see the large woman and the large man that often flank these two, like they're sort of bodyguards slash personal assistants. I take her and say, you three go... You three go to the canteen's system now. We will get Pacifica there. We're not going to go faster on foot. You're going to go faster in a different fucking boat so that everyone doesn't see us all together. <laughs> Still about politics. And I run down to oh. a different boat. Uh, you see... Okay. Uh, before Saffron runs down, uh, he turns to he turns to Holland and says, "Do you trust your brother?" I trust him not to destroy everyone around him. I trust him enough that I haven't had him executed. I sent him to the burners with news of Finer Sasha's death. Sure, that will go very well for the two of you. At the moment, I'm more concerned about keeping my daughter alive. What? I'm going to ignore that one and go down to the boat. Right. You guys think I'm talking about... Your characters would probably think that he's talking about Pacifica. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, that would be confusing. <laughs> Very much we so. Because we don't know. Indeed. Uh, yeah, so I get to the other boats. I yeah, guess it's like see, a little speedboat a, see a gentleman standing here says, Did you guys just come from uh, Holland? Yes, go to yeah, the source now. All right, whatever you say, sirs, I've been retained for the day. As fast as you can. Uh, he doesn't go to a dock. He drives, like, straight up to the wall. Yeah. I, uh, I, I yell. Ayazama yells, Never again! Uh, he steps out, glistening and machetely clad. Uh, I, I, I hold out my hand, because I'm assuming it's a wall, so basically Nipperkin can lean down and pull yeah. us up. I mean, it's like, uh, not... I mean, it's a damn... Well, anyway, he lifts you up. Yeah. You know, it happens. Yeah. Uh, I, I run inside and start clearing room. Lissa, prepare the decoctions for a revival. A revival? Now. Uh, um, okay. Um, I don't think this has been tried since... Give me the name of a canteen. Who? uh... <laughs> canteen Jesus... This hasn't been tried since Canteen Jesus. I know. It's uh, dangerous, and but we that don't was, have a choice. That was performed on himself. Um, yes. The divine power of the canteen of the can of the source was, you know, traveling through him as you he don't is need canteen. To lecture me, Lissa. I'm just saying you're clearly not performing it on yourself. In walks two uh, large people with spear guns. Uh, with uh, someone wrapped in a sheet. Yes. Now, Lissa. What do the what do you two do, <laughs> Saffron and Osea, who have been sort of dragged along? Osea stays on the boat unless she is forced to get off. 
Well, you're going to sit in the little taxi boat? You're not even going to yes. go in? Into... All right. Um, I'm, picturing, I'm picturing the taxi boat driver trying to make awkward conversation. So, they're pretty crazy around here lately, huh? Yeah, a lot of rushing around. Did you hear about uh, that gangland murder on the dock? <laughs> <laughs> well, looky, I think you've heard about it, but... I think you've heard about it. At least heard Blood, about it. Blood-soaked warrior that you are. Yeah. Uh, so Ayazama points to the foot of the platinum basin uh, of the source. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, lay her here. Uh, you see uh, Lissa sort of screwing in taps and things into holes around the platinum basin. So yep. as if to create, like, more flowing rivers. Um, they don't immediately open up. They're taps. But yeah. yeah. Uh, Saffron, so, what are you doing? I think Saffron would probably stay back behind with uh, with Ozair. All right. So you guys are sitting in the taxi boat. <laughs> uh, so Ayazama uh, starts to say some prayers uh, and... What reaches do those out. Prayers sound like uh, they're very, they're um, they're they're low uh, under his breath. He's praying uh, for the source to divert the current of death uh, and meander back to the body because it's not her time. It's, it's sort of just like a mantra over and over again. Uh, and he, he holds out his hand, and Lissa just plops a vial into it uh, of, like, an incredibly strong decoction of the sor- of the, the healing properties of the source, uh, like, much more potent than the other potions we make. Uh, and Ayazama uncorks it uh, and holds up Pacifica's head and pours it down her throat uh, and, like, forces it down her gullet. And then... Sort of pulls in her mouth um, as you try to force it down her throat. Yeah. Uh, and then he and Lissa pick her up, uh, pick Pacifica up, and lay her body down in the basin. So she's, like, soaking in the water. Mm-hmm. And then they they turn on the taps uh, so that even more water flows in. So basically Pacifica is just totally soaked in the water of the source. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I am going to lead a group in true ceremony. Because yeah, I don't think it, it gets more true ceremony than this. Uh, so Ayazama Iaz- I- turns to everyone who's there and tells them that we all have to join hands um, around the, the, the basin and, and say the prayer over, you know, just keep praying. And hope to the source that it works. It is by the... the, uh, Nippikin (laughs) says it is only via the source's divine judgment that they will be allowed to return. (sighs) Ayazama can only present a good case. Nothing more. I rolled an 11. Well, you presented a real damn good case. (laughs) So, one of my things... Um... I think I'm not going to go with anyone injured is healed. No, uh, anyone <laughs> injured is healed. Um, yep. And um, how about uh, anyone distraught is calmed? 
Okay. Uh, oh, no, no. The source speaks to me. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to go with that instead. All right. So healing and speaking. Tell me, if the source could take on a physical form, what would it look like? Like a person physical? Doesn't have to be a person. It could be like an animal or a tree <sighs> or something or whatever. Hmm. Something that is alive, but yeah. a physical form. Um, I think in the the belief is that the source begins which which it does somewhere up in the mountains so like way way far away so is have a river yeah um so i think if if there had to be something there would be like this this beautiful majestic tree at the very apex of a mountain uh and from its roots like beautiful pure water flows out and that is the 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 source which then makes its way down to us you see this ancient tree that sort of has leaves of different colors and like swirling patterns and there's sort of a harsh light coming out uh of it um, from behind it, maybe? You're not quite clear. And you hear this echoing sound. Why? We need her to stand against the chaos that is coming. We need... Why? We need unity, not division. Why? Because the mountaineers are trying to destroy us. And if they do, they will destroy you. Water cannot be destroyed. But it can be damned. It can only change forms. You need us. So why should I help them? Because they, if you do, everyone will worship you. I do not care about being worshipped. I only care for myself and that which is part of me you said yourself that you're water we're all water ergo That's we are all part a good of direction to go I mean what did I say like two minutes ago about the last uh, previous canteen Canteen Jesus dedicated himself to you. Canteen Jesus, who was only able to resurrect themselves because they are part of the source. Because they are Canteen. I will join you, if that's what it takes. Why do you think this person is worth saving? What do they mean to you? They... It's... 
not the person, it's the idea they represent. Very well. Only this once. You see the leaves sort of contract, and then the bark on the tree starts to crack and rip open, and you see a black, oily, greasy pus start to seek out, seep out of it. It says, I hope this was worth it. You are standing in front of the system. How is Pacifica? They're breathing. Their nose looks fine. They don't, you know, there's not grey and red fluid seeping out of it. Uh, Canteen Ayazama just collapses to the floor, to his knees. <sighs> Listen, the the taps. Yes, uh, she goes to turn them off, and as you watch and see her reach to, towards them, just before she touches them, a oily, greasy, black fluid starts seeping out of them. Um, it's flowing like water, but as it hits the ground after splashing out of the cistern, mm. uh, it turns into greasy oil and is just cover it starting to cover the floor um, and she tries to turn the taps off and nothing's happening it just keeps coming out uh, one of the guards grabs Pacifica and pulls her out and it just it just keeps flowing uh, Ayazama uh, walks over so the taps the taps don't close or it's just like flowing through the taps the taps don't seem to be closing. Like, you saw Lissa turn the taps, mm -hmm. but it's like they're not doing anything. Is it just the taps? Because the, the, the source, it has, like, these semi-clear tanks. Mm. Uh, so you can see the... them going a darker color. Yeah. I hope she was worth it. Do you try and stop the taps? Yeah. Right. So you struggle for a minute, and then you manage to actually turn them off. Um, your floor is stained with all this black fluid. Um, it's on you. It's on everyone in this room. You don't know what it is. You don't know what this means. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to get a mop. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm, I don't know. Do we want to end it? Do we want to call the run there? <laughs> um, I, Ayazama turns to Holland. Mm -hmm. Now, about the scarred man. So. He tells you about Jean, who is said to be as old as the Verdant, 
Um, he is sort of like a boogeyman amongst the mountaineers. He is sent out into the Verdant to solve problems for them. Um, they worship him like a god. Uh, he is the ideal of the mountaineers. You know, if you... you uh, He's something to aspire to. You know, you can be like him. Uh, he is said to be part of some ancient uh, order or group called the 13th Paratroopers. You have no idea what that means. Um, paratrooper sounds like some kind of warrior, but you don't know. Sounds scary. Uh, maybe it's... Maybe he is the 13th paratrooper. Maybe there were 13 of these great warriors. <laughs> it's not really clear. Uh, but either way, apparently he is in your yeah. uh, community. We need to do something about that. Uh, after a while, Pacifica and Holland leave the system, uh, and Pacifica sort of looks groggy and exhausted and distant, and she just sort of nods towards Ozair, as if to say, well, I know where we stand now. And then Holland sort of puts his arm around her and walks away. With me on top. I, I mean, take it how you like. It's your imagination. Ayazama walks out of the, the the cistern, covered covered in black, uh, in blood from Pacifica. Looks at Ozair and hands her a mop. Shouldn't you get your church to clean this mess? We don't clean other people's messes. Ooh! I saved your life when I saved Pacifica's. The least you can do is mop. No. Ooh. Ooh. At a time of unity... What you offer up is division. Uh, I will right. not do it for you. I will not do it for the canteen. I will not do it for that bitch. I will do it because I hope I can find this goddamn man and I can take this goddamn chain and I can kill him with it. Well, if that's all you want, clean up the damn mess and I'll take you to him. I know exactly where he is. Oh, good. And I grab the mop. And I begin to clean up the supposed mess that I made. Brilliant. <laughs> um, as you are cleaning up... The, when, you, when, you, when you walk in, Ozer, you know exactly what this is engine grease. Same kind of engine grease that was dripping on you in that 
smashed up underground locker that you found yourself trapped inside of. You have no idea how this ancient engine grease poured out of taps, considering that, you know, it doesn't flow like water, as evident by the way your mop is just kind of pushing it into the ground. Ozair thinks, as she's kind of pushing this oil around, she thinks back to a man who she killed. A greasy man who had some weird black liquid coming out of her. She thinks about that weird space she went to. And there was weird black stuff. She thinks about the vision she had. And she thinks about this stuff. And she looks down and stares into this blackness. And she wants to know what it is. All right. So she's going to know what it is. Or she's going to roll two ones and be terrible. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) One one. An eight. Yes. Let's see. Uh, Seven. Excuse me. No, eight. Sorry. So you think about this stuff. You know what it is. This is a... You sort of... You see sort of like this grey static that you've seen sometimes on screens and then this sort of glitchy, blue, broken image which you've also seen on some screens. And they're sort of overlapping each other. And then you see a person in impossibly nice clothes standing behind some kind of wooden pillar um, talking about something, uh, about some kind of mistake he and some people he is with have made and how they have taken measures to solve that. And then you see a bunch of people that actually look a lot like dammers are moving around big drums of this uh, oil, this machine oil, uh, and putting it into some kind of storage facility. Uh, like a, You think it might be like an old abandoned mine or something? Uh, and then you see them sort of taking a break and looking up at the sky, and then you see the sky full of stars falling out of the sky and this sort of reddish blackness spreading across the sky and you see he is screaming and then you see uh, all of these uh, trees sort of burst into flames uh, and then out of the ashes these sort of writhing vine tree things start spreading out everywhere and just choking this ash-filled environment with plant life. And then you see a bunch of people dressed in military gear uh, climbing up a mountain uh, and finding, you know, this black oil. Uh, It is some kind of 
discontinued machine oil that was dangerous and toxic and was, you know, taken care of by disposing of it in a mine shaft. And then after the verdant grew, a bunch of people found it and was like, oh, maybe we can use this resource. Let's build our community here. This sounds like a great plan. Mm. It's machine oil and this and like well not machine oil it's like engine grease, uh, but uh, it's the only thing that the mountaineers have in abundance other than guns. Damn guns though. Damn guns though. Ayazama walks back in. Do you know what this is? It is some kind of engine grease. It is something the... or engine oil. It is something the mountaineers have in abundance. Uh, so, uh, you said that the tanks that we have are sort of discolored, too? Yeah. So, Ayazama looks up at them. The mountaineers have poisoned the source. Sure, let's go with that. Yeah, that's a that's a good story. Other than divine punishment, somebody's poisoned the waterhole. Well, There's a snake the in my booth. The mountaineers poisoned the mountaineers poisoned the source. Uh, gives us uh, something to rally around, rather than the source is angry and punishing us for the resurrecting. Is punishing us. <laughs> the source punishing us for resurrecting Pacifica because Ozaire killed her leads to more infighting. Clearly yeah. the source wanted her dead! Burn her! Burn her! Sorry. Sacrifice her to our pagan water source. <laughs> <laughs> hey, once we, once we deal with the Mountaineers, I'm okay with that. I think that the next run... Is, uh, I don't know where the next run's going to begin. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Hayasama showing Ozaire where yeah, the genius <laughs> Alright. End of session moves. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's a thing. Um, I don't know. Who knows me better? Let's see. I think everyone knows you better. Yeah, just a bit. Um, You're the kind of person that'll punch a woman in the face as hard as you can. I'm going to say Ayazama. Yeah. Alright, I'm going to say Ozera knows me better, too. Sweet. Saffron? Um, hmm. I'm, I'm going to say probably, probably Ayazama. Alrighty. One more and I get experience from Saffron. Alright. Yeah, so. I put my point I Ryan gave me in hard and then I just rolled cool all night. So yeah. that was a mistake on my part. I thought I was gonna wind up going aggro on someone. No, that that didn't happen. I mean you could have gone aggro there at the end there, but I don't know how that would have gone for you. I, I was well. I was tempted to go aggro while inflicting uh, deprivation as my weapon. 
Oh, yeah, that could have worked. Which would have just killed Ozair in like three days. Shoot you in the head. Radiation yeah. kills you slow, dehydration will kill you now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, alright. How'd you guys find that? It got a bit hectic towards the end there. Yeah, no, yeah. it was good. And we're all in the same place again. You are. We're all in the same place again. Is there... Teleports away. <laughs> I, I know you didn't, you didn't finish kill, I know you didn't want to kill Pacifica, Brandon, but you said you punched her in the face as hard as you could, and then I actually rolled, and I got a five and a two. <laughs> so, no, not a five and a two. It was like a five and a three, I think. I might still have it open. Oh. It was, the first number was definitely a 5, and the large number was, and the second one was large enough that it ended up being like 10 or 11 or something. I'm like, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> the person got well, punched in the face. Also, I think it might be fair to say that Pacifica owes Ayazama a favor or two. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no one is looking at Saffron as the murderer of those people anymore. No one yeah. cares that uh, Oze killed a bunch of people. Um, nope. <laughs> yeah, everyone's just like, what the fuck just happened? And then all like the pillars of the community are going to be like, so the Mountaineers are coming to kill us all. <laughs> That's the story we're agreeing upon. Mm -hmm. That's what's happening. Dean's going to be all like, see, this is why we need the militia. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll just use their own weapons to kill them. Oh, wait, if we tell them that we have weapons, then that will make the whole thing crumble. Oh, no, what will we do? Just shoot ourselves in the head. And that's fine. <laughs> All right, that's people, these are your designated suicide weapons. People of Judea Suicide Squad, attack! <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Cool. So I'm going to stop the recording there. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. It was a bit yeah, crazier no, than I loved it. It was great. Uh, farewell from the past. I'm Raymond. <laughs>